live at the Spectrum Center for Charlotte Hornets Media Day. And who better to help us talk about it a little bit more so via technically still the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's Coach Steve Clifford joining us on Wesson Walker. Coach, thanks so much for the time. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. What What are your feelings generally surrounding media day? Like, does it mark the real start to the season? Are you a little reluctant to come into these media days with all the questions, or are you excited? What are your feelings around this point of uh, the season? I think for most coaches, this is the this is the funnest month. You mm. know, um, especially now, to be honest, where as you guys know, you know, we don't practice once the game starts like we used to. Um, this is your chance to, you know, really set a tone for the year. And if you want to have good practices and develop good practice habits, it needs to be done in this next, you know, we have 22 days before we play. So it's uh, a lot of planning over the over the months. Our guys have done a lot of work. I feel like we're in a good place. But, you know, it's exciting to get started. What would you say is the biggest difference between this year's team and last year's team when you reflect on the off season? Well, obviously, we're, in, I mean, uh, we're more talented. I mean, you know, just my, having Miles back, picking up Brandon Miller, knowing that Mark Williams goes from being a guy with potential to a guy that I would say is ready to be a good starter, good solid starter. Uh, Nick Richards' development last year where he's definitely, in my opinion, an every night rotation player. Um, and... Uh, you know, then just, you know, health and continuity always helps. I mean, you know, we're, you know, uh, we just had September where we do the optional workout. So we we're able to do eight. And, uh, you know, we got a lot more done this year than we did last year. And, Coach, so when you look at this team now, where are you at in the process? Because so many young guys, 25 and under, really the biggest star on your team is 22 years old. Where are you at in the process with these guys as far as how much you have to teach and then how much you can just kind of tweak things? No, that's a good question, and I think that's part of the trick as we go through this next 22 days. I know, I do know this. One of the hardest things that you want to get to uh, early in the year, no matter uh, how many years you coach somebody, is you have to start from the beginning and you have to build a foundation. And part of it also, especially a year when you didn't play in the playoffs and the off season is so long, is they've got to get their intensity back and their concentration back. You know, you can't, that's not something that you just show up and it goes. You know, I mean, it's it, interesting as a as a parallel to that, you know, I'm a, I'm a poor golfer, but I love golf. You know, watch the Ryder Cup. And to me, that was so much just about readiness. You know, our guys hadn't been playing. You know, they show up in the first, the first segment. The European guys had been playing, and it's 4-0. And that was game over right there. And the NBC, NBA season is the same way. Regardless of how good a player you are, you've got to get yourself in the right frame of mind to play well. Uh, so besides the, the fundamental schemes, coverages, all that stuff, that's a big part of it also. And then, Coach, uh, Miles Bridges coming back. How has he assimilated himself back with this basketball team? And what have you seen from him so far? Any rust or does he look like he's ready to step back out and pick up where he left off? He looks a lot better to me, and again, all we've done is optional stuff, but they've played a lot of pickup. He does, he, I told him the other day, he's much more in rhythm than I could have hoped for. Uh, he obviously did a lot of work last year, stayed in the gym. He hasn't played a lot, but since he's been back, he's, uh, he's been in here nonstop. 
Uh, I think he's given everybody a jolt of confidence and energy. Uh, he's shown what a great teammate that he is and hard worker. And, uh, no, I would say that, again, we've got to figure out how to navigate this training camp, you know, first 10 games without him, and keep him going so that he can hit it running. But, you know, he's in a good place. That's what I was going to ask about. How does that change your ability to get ready for the opener? Because, as you mentioned, clearly more talented with Miles on the roster. But he's not available for the first 10 games. And then you got to talk about him having not played for a year, trying to get him integrated back into the system, get in real game rhythm. How does that change the way that you get ready for the season with guys filling in for those first 10 games and beyond? No, and I think that's the trick. And I think all you can do, to be honest, is watch. You know, watch him, watch them. Uh, you know, the one thing that I believe in, this is the Van Gundy way, the Riley way. You know, we, we play a ton in training camp, probably more than I'm sure Tibbs does. Um, but people always think of the way we would do it as more structured. And, you know, the best way to get guys in tension and rhythm is run up and down the floor. So, you know, we'll start this first five. We'll take we'll go five days before we before we take a day off. And the majority of every day will be scrimmaging. And so, you know, we bring in refs and we play live. And that will give us a good... Uh, you know, amount of minutes to put different combinations out there, see who looks good with who, and then kind of evaluate that and try to make the best decision from there. You talked about putting the basketball out there, letting the guys run a lot. How has Brandon Miller responded to that? Because I know you talked about him having a high IQ. Do you expect Brandon Miller to contribute in a pretty significant way from day one? Yes. Um, he's been... Uh, I would say everything that I thought he could be, uh, high IQ, which has really become more and more difficult to find out of the college ranks, super high IQ. They like playing with him already. When he's open, he shoots it. When he's not, he moves it. He knows how to play without the ball. He can really pass, um, and he plays at both ends of the floor. So, I mean, he's going to get big minutes. I mean, th now, again, as you know, I know I always get the – Knock, he doesn't play younger guys, which I would argue if you look at it, it's not really true, right? I do say I've always played the younger guys who deserve to play. Yeah. And I do think, and he will, he will be one of those guys. But I also think that what people don't understand is when you think you have somebody who's going to be a big part of things, and especially, see, I think we have a playoff-type roster, is you also have to pace them in a way so that when you get with these younger guys to game 70 to 82 to the playoffs, that they've got a lot left. So that's part of the trick with him, too. But he's been, uh, no, nah, he's, he's been terrific. And then, Coach, we know defense is your M.O. When they brought you in here, that was one of the main things they wanted you to be able to fix this defense. Finished last season 20th in defensive rating. But with Mark Williams and, and some of the guys starting to grow in your system, where do you feel that these guys are at from a defensive standpoint? No, I thought we made, you know, we made good gains. And, um, you know, we struggled early. And one of the things that Mark did was, um, you know, his rim protection, also Nick Richards' rim protection. And we also got we got a lot better controlling the ball. And in today's NBA, uh, five out, you know, four out, one in, all the skill on the floor is you can't get rocked off the dribble all the time. And our numbers early in the year, 
with our individual defense were really bad. And by the last 20 games of the year, they were actually very good. So Mark was part of that. Nick was part of it. But, you know, our veteran guys, so like Terry Rozier's individual defensive numbers at the end of the year before he set out were really, really good. Um, P.J. Washington's numbers got to be really good. And, uh, you know, we need it from everybody. If you're a guy now that can't guard the guy you're guarding a little bit, you know, you better be 25 a night. And there's not many guys like that. And talking about guys that can do that, Cody Moore and the news came out still going to be a little bit before we get to see him. Yep. And I know a guy like yourself, I know he, he's got to be one of your favorite players, 3 and D type of guy. So how excited will you be to get him back and how much longer do you think it'll be? Yeah, I don't know what the timeline will be. He did, uh, you know, he's on the floor. He's doing a lot of rehab. He does a lot of individual work. And he felt uh, a lot better here in these past few days. And it was good to see. So fingers crossed he'd make a big difference for our team. And the sooner the better. You know, what do they say? Uh, hope for the best and plan for the worst. So we have plan B, but certainly if he can play, he can make a big difference. No, you're a busy man on Hornets Media Day. Did have a couple more questions for you. You mentioned the absence of Cody Martin. Unfortunate there. Kai Jones obviously not practicing with the team not right now. Team released a statement. He's not going to be here for Media Day and not going to be there for training camp. I know you didn't have a comment the first time except for some of the reasons as to why he'd be absent. My question is, how is the team responding to to his absence during everything that's going on with Kai Jones right now. Yeah, you know, we're just going to stick with the, the statement that the team came out with and, and just leave it at that. So if you look at the offseason for some of these other young players, you've talked a lot about the importance of having a good summer for guys that are willing to take or ready to take that next step. Any young player on the roster that you think had a really nice summer when you think about it? Uh, Nick Richards will be at the top of that. JT Thor. Good. Had a really good offseason. Uh, Bryce McGowan's, uh, I think particularly, you know, he wasn't happy with the, the way he played in Summer League, but I think from Summer League on, had a really good offseason. Um, you know, Nick Smith is, you know, he was here only is shorter, but he's a terrific worker and he has a bright future. So, yeah, I, you know what? Most of our guys, like in September, we have eight optional workouts, and they will all move back by then, which you don't get a lot in the NBA. So we have a lot of guys that put a lot into this. Coach, when you look at this roster now with Miles coming back, you draft Brandon Miller and also just the injury bug along guys hopefully staying healthy. This team a couple of years ago was a playing team back-to-back -back seasons. Do you feel like that you're getting back on that trajectory where you guys can kind of aim for the playoffs? How far? What What do you feel like needs to happen for that to happen now that you've got everybody back and ready to yeah, go? Yeah, and, and in, in addition to that, I would say this. Gordon Hayward has been had a great September and this was the first offseason since he's been a Hornet where he didn't have to rehab all summer so he was healthy to start and he looks great I mean I would say that looking at it and they were also both healthy but when they've played more five on five so far you know he and Terry have been the best players you know so uh, which to me is a good thing you know they both had good summers and are ready to go to me I would say that you know, this will be, they told me this morning, this will be my 10th year as a head coach. And in terms of just talent, talent, 
you know, this will be the most talented team that I've coached. Now, we're young, mm-hmm. and I would also say this, even compared to two years ago, the East is a lot, lot different than it was two years ago. Uh, you don't have – those were years where you had four or five teams not trying to win, right? So those playoff-type things are going to be there. I, I, I look at our team, and I say um, we've got to navigate that first, say, 20 games where – we can get through the 10 without Miles and then figure out how to integrate him back into it. Health is a big part for everybody. Hopefully we get you know, a little bit more fortunate with the health part this year. But I see no reason why we can't be a playoff team. Final question for you, Coach. Speaking of health, LaMelo battled injuries all season long. One, how's he looking right now? How is he looking to get ready for the upcoming season? And I know you talked about him improving defensively this year in a quote, I believe, with Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer. How much do you expect him to be better both offensively and defensively? Well, he's done a great job this summer. You know, he had a significant injury. As we start camp here, he's been cleared. Um, You know, he's been playing live five on five. We are going to be, like we would have with everybody else, you know, careful just to make sure we don't, overdo it um but he's worked hard all summer in terms of his play i'll give you this one and i'm and i i know three of them but i believe that last year with a sample size of just under 200 minutes mark with pj with mellow with i believe terry they were like the second bet with whoever else was on the floor they were like the second best defensive group in the NBA. Wow. So when people say Melo can't, he got improved. He, listen, he improved greatly last year defensively. And when you watch him in September, you know, doing the drills and being detailed about things and wanting to know what we need to do, he's really gotten a lot better. And then the, the part to me for him, and this is for him to be a superstar, and I've talked to him about this since I got here, he needs a pick-and-roll game. I mean, you know, if you look at all the great perimeter players, they're either great ISO players. I'm I'm talking about to be great now, or they're great pick-and-roll players. And he needs to play in more pick-and-rolls, which was our plan last year. Just the injuries curtailed it. And then he's worked really hard this summer with Marlon Garnett on that that phase of his game. And uh, when he was younger, he did a lot of good things. You know, the crunch time stuff was a little bit up in the air. And to me, that's pick-and-rolls. You know, last five minutes of an NBA game, watch every playoff game. It's a pick and roll or an ISO. That's it. You put your best player out there. People are not moving around anymore. you got to get to it. And that's what I tell him. we got to get to the point where we need a basket. It's your game. It's a pick and roll. And we score. So I think those are the things that he's got to concentrate most on. That's great stuff from Coach Steve Clifford of your Charlotte Hornets here at the Spectrum Center for Hornets Media Day. We'll keep you covered all day long. Coach, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Good to see you guys. All right. Good to see you too.